Hey guys, it's Brant, and I'm back with another The Panel Has Spoken video. And today we're going to be talking about Creatures of the Night, and we're going to be also touching on Killers a little bit. But before we get into all that, I just wanted to say that um, Rick's not going to be with us today. He's got, uh, he had a conflict in schedule, wasn't able to be here. So since we had a guest, we've got a panelist, Nina K. And she is, uh, she's got a pretty good interesting perspective on creatures. And we just wanted to kind of talk with her uh, about creatures and get her input on it. And she is, all, I'll let her tell a little bit about herself. Um, because uh, just from things that I know about her, it's going to be a very interesting episode. And we're going to talk about creatures and some other things as well. So um, we're going to miss Rick. But uh, Rick wanted us to go on without him on this one. I will be telling Rick's scores as we go along. So, um, but yeah, Nina, so tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your KISS journey and a little bit about your thoughts about creatures and any other thing that you want to touch base on. Okay. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Um, my love affair with KISS began... In, I guess, late 78, I was five. Um, I had a babysitter. Apparently, she had a really wild party. And in the morning, I went down to our rec room basement to my box-style Mickey Mouse record player. And Alive 2 was on it. Um, and I listened to it, and I loved it. And it was kind of interesting because there were other things on the floor. This. Mm -hmm. And... This, which doesn't really make any sense, right? Right. So um, anyway, I believe that those belong together for a long time. But my parents were very supportive. I got a couple of Mega Dolls for Christmas that year, as well as Gene's solo album. Um, but it's an interesting story because I don't, they must have been in some kind of mad rush to get out of there, um, you know, leaving the records and Apparently, they got into my parents' liquor cabinet and what have you. But uh, I'm just thankful she never came back for it. Hmm. Yeah. And those are the actual records? Yep. That's and cool. the, one behind, the one behind me is, uh, it doesn't really play well anymore. But I believe that the Gene Simmons solo album for a little while was a masterpiece. Hmm. Um, but what do you know when you're that age, right? Right. So it took me, uh, it took me until... I guess the elder came out and I was in the record store and uh, there was a big cardboard cutout um, selling it. And I'm looking at it with this big door in the hand and it doesn't look very rock and roll. And all of a sudden the guy working there said, Kiss sucks. That album sucks. And I felt really intimidated and kind of, well, I guess this isn't cool anymore. So I kind of stopped for a little while. And um, and picked it up, of course, later. Um, so how yeah. were you when you actually got Creatures? Well, I went, as soon as The Elder came out, I went back in their catalog, starting at the beginning. And I finally made it to Creatures, I guess it was 83 or so. <clears throat> um, when I noticed 
in because I used to go to the grocery store with my mom and I'd always check out the magazine racks. And I remember seeing a picture of Vinny and Eric in the makeup. Mm-hmm. But then I thought that Vinny was I didn't know anything about it. We just didn't know things back then. But I thought that um, that Vinny was some sort of relative of Aces from Gendel. I don't know. <laughs> I just thought <laughs> maybe they're related or something. I, I don't know. It's funny how you think of things when you're a child. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So my friend's brother had it. We, I listened to it. It was I was very pleased. Very pleased. It's always been one of my favorites. And um, it still is. I remember when Creatures came out. Creatures was, um, I bought it with my own money. And I remember that I saw the video for I Love It Loud before I actually owned the album. And I remember being blown away by, I, I saw the premiere of it. And I remember being blown away by the sound of the drums and me being a drummer. Um, I love the the sound of the drums on this album and uh, I love this album in its entirety this was a very difficult album for me to rank top to bottom uh, and that was a general consensus of, of most of the people on the panel this was a very difficult album for them to rate but this album was the album where Kiss returned to uh, metal I was um I was about 13 when this album came out, and uh, I just remember falling in love with this album and learning to play this album from beginning to end. Having said that, I know that we talked. I talked on, touched on Vinny a little bit. You've talked about, you know, uh, Vinny being on the album. Tell us a little bit more about who you are when it concerns Vinny Vincent, and tell us a little bit more about. Some of the things that I know that my viewers might not know that you know about Vinny Vincent and some of your experiences with Vinny. Oh, okay. Um, I went to the uh, birthday bash last summer. Um, it's, it seemed like a good idea. Uh, we stayed, I went with one of my girlfriends who's a country music lover. Um, we got cheap tickets about a couple weeks before we, uh, we left, um, the people in, um, Vinny's assistant asked, you know, can everybody write seven questions for Vinny to answer? Okay. Um, I really didn't know what we were doing, where we were going, but I knew that it was going to happen. So a lot of people believed it was in the same hotel as rock and pod because it said Marriott Nashville, where there are three Marriott's in Nashville. Nobody figured that out. Okay, so I went to the Cool Springs um, Marriott and we met, all met and all of a sudden we didn't. Oh, Vinny's not going to be playing here. Oh, really? Well, this is getting interesting. So just just wait around a little bit, he said, um, and I'll tell you where to go. So uh, about 45 minutes went by and, and we're all carpooling to SIR. We just got an address and. I just remember waiting in that hallway, hearing the the guitar, uh, the shredding, and w- leading us down into a room that was dark. And there's concert lighting, and and he's just up there like it's 1986, playing the same way, if not better. And um, oh, before we came in, uh, let me say it real quick, 
uh, his assistant asked everyone to put their phones in their pockets and everyone was respectful. You know, they really were. Um, so a lot of people complain, oh, well, there's no video. Well, it's just the way it is. So anyway, so we're listening to this about 20 minutes and then, he, you know, it's just like a party, like a wedding. And, uh, I remember, um, pouring myself a glass of wine and everyone's kind of mingling. Vinny had stopped and he's talking to everybody. And then all of a sudden he gets on the microphone and says, I'm looking for Nina. And I'm just thinking, Oh geez, I guess there's another Nina here. Oh wait, no, he's talking about me. So I got to, um, I went up and he said, we, I really liked your questions. Will you sit with me and do the Q and a? Yes, uh, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. So that was a surprise. The whole thing was a surprise because I didn't know, you know, so many times we, we know exactly what's going on. Technology, you know, makes everything at an instant. But this was really a cool experience because I didn't know what was going on. But it was just an awesome day, awesome memory. And um, like I said, I got to ask some pretty uh, deep questions. Um, and uh, it, it was awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're like a moderator or somebody on one of Vinny's yes. sites, yeah. and and you it's, are in, you're, and you're in touch with his assistant quite a bit. So how's yeah. so how's Vinny doing? How is how, what's how's Vinny doing? And and if you can talk about it, what's Vinny up to these days? Oh well, he just had a, um, a Valentine's Day event. I was not there. Um, I did hear a funny story um, while he was shredding. Apparently, he um, he uh, tripped the breaker somehow. You know, I, I don't know. But um, it was a good time. I, I Like I said, I wasn't there, so I can't tell you. Mm -hmm. But I believe they played some – they did a fan jam with um, – they played some Led Zeppelin and um, just classics like that. And uh, and the fans got to play their in play instruments. Uh, most of them are musicians, mm -hmm. and uh, it was a good time. You know, food the same kind of deal as the other two before. Yeah, and and I think you told me off camera before we started that he doesn't really know Kiss songs all the way through anymore because he doesn't really practice them or play them very yeah. often. Well, that was yeah. one of the things he said uh, about the especially the Miami thing. You know, he said I don't sit around and and practice kiss songs. I don't play them. I, you know, I'm doing other things, you know, musically. Yeah. Well, I will tell you this before we get into talking about killers and then before we talk about creatures, uh, get into counting down the, what the panel has voted on. Um, I have a lot of admiration for Vinny, especially during, there's a lot of people that don't really care for him, but, um, I can tell you this, and you can fight, and, and anybody watching this video can fight me on it if they choose to, um, but during this era, the Creatures and the Lick It Up era, Vinny was very integral to Kiss's continued renewal and, and growth and success due to his contributions on the Creatures album and definitely on the Lick It Up album. Creatures is most KISS fans' first or second favorite makeup era album, and Lick It Up is a lot of KISS fans' favorite non-makeup era album, 
and to and the common factor between those two albums is Eric Carr and Vinnie Vincent. Those two musicians took Kiss to a different level because whether you like it or not, I love Ace Frehley, and I've been known to drink the blue Kool-Aid, and I love Peter Chris. I love his sloppy, jazzy style of playing. But Vinny and Eric were hands down more technical musicians than Ace and Peter were. Uh, and so this was a great era for Kiss, and I am in that Vinny saved Kiss camp. I know a lot of people, they... They hate hearing that, but I don't know what Kiss would have looked like had Vinny not come along. Would they even still be here had Vinny not come along, had Eric not come along? Uh, we might not have the same Kiss. We might not have Kiss at all. And it really, Kiss doesn't really give a lot of honor to this era, this last little bit of makeup era and then moving into the non-makeup era of the 80s. They don't tip their hat to this era very much. Since we don't have Rick, um, this, this is going to be a little different. I'm going to basically, it'll be me and Nina, and I'll be telling Rick scores on stuff. I'm not going to speak for Rick on his, on his scores or why he scored them. I'm just going to say what he did score. But the first thing uh, I want to do is I just want to tell about the panel really quick and how many members are on it and who they are and then we'll get we're going to go through the killers four tracks really quickly and we're going to save our time for being able to discuss the creatures tracks with a lot of detail so um so to start the panel we had a hundred people on this panel this is the first time we broke triple digits on a panel and uh it seems fitting that it that it was for creatures um, so you have the hosts, uh, me uh, in my head, and uh, Rick from It's All For You Demon, um, and Nina, the guest host. And then from Facebook, we have Joe Nail, Frederick Scalen, Ray Kelly, Mark Hilliard, Keith Nidu, Matthew Wesson, Matt Yucci, and Scotty Skye. From Instagram, Tony P1, Dylan Tucker, Anthony M. Hill 18, Skate Devil 74, Kiss Posters, the Clarences, and BizBag68. From Twitter, Haragal Susan, Where's Drago, Kimchi Chris, Tony Rod, Sam Loomis, Aladio, Jin Semensu, Dave Cranston, Paul Teplius, Tom Dust, John Schaefer, Brian Bailich, Eric Mosiu, Jack Skellington, Darren Helliwell, Steve, Bill Sharp, Vincent Marone Author, Andy, Nick from Pot of Thunder. We had Chris from Pot of Thunder last time. Now we've got Nick from Pot of Thunder this time. David King, Jeff Wyatt, Metal Dad, Julian Davies, John Gross, The Dude, Jose Colomo, Sean DeHan, Jasmine, Knights of the Sun, and Ace Van Deuce. From YouTube, we have Luis Morales, AJ Zetro, 1975, Emily Graziano, Trevor Bullock, Sonic Riccardi, John Howard, Mark Stewart, Snake Hips, 3131, Demetrius K, That Toy Bonnie Guy, Jay Reiner, Perpetual Art, Jeremy Kimono, Kissin' Time, who it used to be Kiss Crazy 80. He's changed his channel's name to Kissin' Time. Sandy Graziano, Matthew Smith, X Josh, Kiss Carolina Hard Rock Metalhead, John B. Good, Mix C Horror and Pop Culture, 
Super Kiss 1200, Jesse Ray, Dark Light, Tom S., Two Gay Dads, Guitar Man, Travis Mulgard, Greek Freak, Luis Maldano, Ludwig Alvin, Jay Lee, Sublime 130, Orville Dunworth, Benoit Forget, Michael D., Indie Colt 777, Rick R., Brian Stacy, Gregory Pegg, John O., Aiden Pro Dalton, Joe Pegg, Steve Rivas, Paul Bortolino, Robbie Stars, Pence Fan 77, Jay Reed, Gollamine Chapstein, and Wom SB. So that is a hundred of us. We start getting many more. I'm just going to start rolling them up the screen like Star Wars. That's a lot of people. So, so let's talk about um, killers. This is a bonus that I had you guys could put in on if you wanted to put in on it. Nina, do you have any thoughts on the Killers album? I never, I never owned it. I did listen to it a few times back in the mid '80s, and I did not like it. Um, so it was not a big deal to get it, and I kind of forgot about it yeah. over the years. But um, it was interesting because I, I, I listened to it several times uh, on Friday. Mm-hmm. And I uh, have different ideas about it. <laughs> yeah. um, I remember seeing Killers in the import bins in a record <laughs> store I used to go to in Charlotte. And Repo Records. And I don't even know if they're still in business anymore or not. And if they are, shout out to Repo Records. But um, I remember seeing it in the import bins because it was an import originally. And I remember the, 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 the I hated the packaging. The pink and the purple and killers written all weird and kiss with you know, for the elder costumes with their short hair and Paul with the bandana. And I just mm-hmm. I've always thought the bandana was so stupid. Yeah. Um, I loved Ace's costume, the simple lightning bolt and jumper that he had, and Eric's costume was kind of cool during that time. Uh, but I remember li- looking at the titles of the songs on the back, you know, Partners in Crime, Down on Your Knees. I'm a legend tonight and nowhere to run. And I was just like, meh, you know, and imports back then were like 50 bucks. And I was like, I'm not dropping 50 bucks on an album or a CD whenever I can drop 10, 15 bucks and get a, a normal record. And, you know, um, but I did eventually get this uh, album whenever I went to go review it was when I actually bought it. And uh, I have to say that I wasn't impressed by this, uh, by this, the four new tracks. Uh, they sound like they should have been 80s montage songs, maybe a fight scene during the Karate Kid, or they just sounded so 80s and so dated. And thank God, you know, Kiss sound changed by the time they got to Creatures. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and tell my list. Uh, I don't have... I do have Rick's list for Killers. Um, I think I do. Let me see if I have Rick's list for Killers. I do. All right. So my list for Killers is, and then we'll tell it that we'll tell. I'll, I'll do mine. I'll do Rick's, and then Nina, you can do yours, and then we'll say what the panel chose. My list I chose for number one, or let's start with number four. For number four on my list, I chose Partners in Crime. Not a big fan of that song at all. The horns, yeah. Uh, Nowhere to Run's my number three, and I know that's a, a, a crowd favorite. That's actually from the Elder Sessions, and some people say it should have been on the Elder. It should have been on Creatures. 
Uh, I'm a Legend Tonight is my number two. And so that leaves the sleazy down on your knees uh, as my favorite of the four tracks. But even then, I'm not a big, huge fan of it. Uh, Rick chose for his number four, he chose Down on Your Knees. Where it's there, there's me and Rick going again. I, my first is his last. Uh, then for number three, he chose Partners in Crime. For number two, he chose I'm a Legend Tonight. And for number one, he chose Nowhere to Run. So... What about your list, Nina, for killers? Okay. I got partners in crime, and I wrote terrible. There's nothing more to say. <laughs> um, number three, I got um, uh, Down on Your Knees, which I remember actually liking that one back in the day, which I don't understand that because I don't like it at all now. Um, and then I picked uh, I'm a Legend Tonight, um, and it does kind of have a catchy riff, and a guitar solo is pretty good. That's the only reason why. Mm-hmm. Um, and then number one, Nowhere to Run, of course. I mean, yeah. there's actually a, I found a um, demo of that on uh, YouTube. And my God, it sounds better than the the one on Killers. Yeah. Paul in his prime. He sounds amazing. Yeah. And that's why I'm giving it number one. Yeah, that's the it demo. It sounds like something off his solo. It sounds like something off his solo album, mm-hmm. for sure. That's the demo that they made. I think that was it should have been on The Elder. Um, so let's talk about what the panel chose. Uh, the panel at number four <coughs> with 135 points, the panel chose Partners in Crime. Uh, at number three with 143 points, the panel chose Down on Your Knees. At number two with 172 points, the panel chose I'm a Legend Tonight. And, of course, that leaves for number one with 220 points, nowhere to run. Not everybody on the panel actually voted on Killers because some of them told me that they had never heard it, didn't care to hear it, so they didn't vote on it. So, that takes us in to (coughs) Creatures of the Night, this album right here. And I just recently... I just recently picked this album up on vinyl. This is brand new 2014, 180 gram. It's still sealed. And I just picked this up during my trip I had last week. And I have a video coming up of, you'll see the video coming out sometime after this one, of me showing this and some other stuff that I picked up here that's off camera. And some viewers like you have sent me in one, two three things and I have picked up another memorabilia piece from that I said it's part of my year where I'm going to rebuild some of my old collection I have another piece picked up so there'll be a video coming shortly after this one me showing this stuff off so there you go a little preview of a video up to come so we're going to start with number nine. So Nina, since you are the guest, I will uh, let you say, tell me who you, what song you predicted that the panel was going to choose for number nine. Your prediction. I predicted the panel would choose Rock and Roll Hell. Okay. All right. 
And I don't know Rick's predictions. I just know what he what songs he chose as his favorites. Um, my prediction for number nine, I thought that the panel was going to choose Killer. And at number nine, what the panel actually chose at 324 points, the panel chose Keep Me Coming. Uh, no one picked it as a favorite. And I picked it as my number six. And I picked it as my number six just simply because there's five songs I like better than this one. But uh, I love Keep Me Coming. This is Kiss as Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Paul is channeling his inner Robert Plant during this. And this is just the guitar riff in this is so Zeppelin, so Jimmy Page. <clears throat> the drumming is so John Bonham. Uh, this, it's an awesome, awesome song. And I, I couldn't score it any higher just because um, I like five songs better than it. But I love uh, I love Keep Me Coming. And I chose it six for me. So what about you, Nina? Okay. Um, where did you choose? Uh, what did where did you choose? Keep Me Coming for you personally. Keep Me Coming for me personally. I chose it seven. Um, it's okay, but yeah, I like other ones before it. Yeah. You know. Um, Robert Plant, you know. Definitely. Definitely. I'm trying to pull Rick's up on my phone here because I have his list on my phone. He sent it to me. Keep me coming. He chose six, like me. He, he chose Keep Me Coming as his sixth favorite song. So, at number eight... Who did you, what song did you predict the panel was going to choose for number eight? I got Keep Me Coming. Okay. We're all around the same spot, I guess. Yeah. And I said Keep Me Coming as well. I thought, I, <laughs> I, I knew it wasn't really a favorite, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I thought it was going to be eight as well. <clears throat> what the panel actually chose at number eight with 384 points is Killer. Uh, and four panelists, the Clarences, Trevor Bullock, Kiss and Time, Kiss Carolina Hard Rock Metalhead, uh, picked this as their favorite song. And uh, I picked it as my least favorite, which just goes to show you that Kiss makes songs for everybody. Um, I, it's just a song that I've just not really, it, it feels like fluff to me. And compared to Gene's other songs on this album, this is, Excuse me. This is definitely his weakest of his other songs on the album, in my opinion. So, what do you, where'd you pick "Killer" for you? Actually, I put "Killer" at number three. I really like that song. That's one of my favorites. Okay. In fact, the whole second side is one of my favorites. I mean, it was very difficult to choose. <clears throat> okay. The last four. Um, Rick put "Killer" at number five for him. So. Yeah, you you and Rick, you and Rick, y'all can have killer. <laughs> uh, that's that's one of the things I just love about a lot of people. They're like, if I pick something really high and they pick it low, or if I pick something low and they pick it high, I'm like, that just goes to show me that Kiss makes songs that we all enjoy in some way, shape, or form. We uh, we all enjoy them. <laughs> number seven. What's your prediction for number seven? My prediction for the panel. 
is danger. Yeah, me and you're cheating off each other's paper. My <laughs> prediction at number seven was danger also. Oh, oh my gosh, wow. Yeah. <sighs> and so what the panel actually chose at number seven with 394 points is danger. Wow. Yeah, we got that one right. Uh, eight panelists, Matt Ucci, Brian Balick, Steve, Andy, David King, AJ Zetro, Benoit Forget. IndyCult 777 picked Danger as their number one song. I picked Danger as eight for me, my next to last. Um, I love Danger. I love the drums in Danger. I love, love playing drums to Danger. Just because that, that bass drum beat that's in it. Uh, but I'm not a big fan of the chorus. I'm not a fan of that danger, danger, give me danger, danger. I'm not a big fan of that. It's got an amazing solo. It has a great yeah. solo. Uh, who plays the solo on this? I've got that somewhere. Jimmy Housip. No, Jimmy Housip plays bass guitar. Um, is this a Vinny solo? I believe it is. I believe it is a Vinny solo. Yep. Yes, it is. Yep. Yes, it is. Jimmy House that plays bass guitar. Yeah, Gene didn't play bass on a lot. Um, let's see. Steve Ferris played gu the guitar solo on Creatures of the Night. Uh, Robin Ford played lead guitar on Rock and Roll Hell and I Still Love You. Jimmy House that played bass on Danger. Mike Picaro played bass guitar on Creatures of the Night. Adam Mitchell played additional guitar and the end lick on Creatures of the Night. Bob Kulick played guitar overdubs. And uh, Eric Carr played uh, bass guitar on I Still Love You. And Gene played bass guitar on the songs I didn't mention. And he also played rhythm guitar on Killer and War Machine. So they had a lot of ghost uh, musicians on this. And Vinny himself was an uh, uncredited ghost musician he wasn't credited as actually playing on the album until later on uh so um yeah but danger for me i pick uh danger number eight where'd you pick danger for you i chose uh six i put it at six okay um, i love the guitar work uh, especially the solo very uh very heavy i don't like the vocal part though uh -huh. uh, just like you um I find that just very distracting, but I, I like this song and, and the guitars. Okay. Uh, Rick picked it as eight. So he was right there with me. He picked danger as eight for him. Um, so we're up to number six. What did you predict they were going to choose for number six? Um, I thought they'd choose. I still love you. Okay. At six. Um, it's either you love it or you don't love it. So I kind of put somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And looking at the votes, uh, whenever I was counting up the votes, I, it's, it's funny because I either saw it near the top or at the very bottom. <laughs> it's one of those that people are very yep. polarized on it. Exactly. I had some people say this album was perfect except for the I Still Love You ballad. And that, you know, uh, but I'll talk about what I think about well, I Still Love You whenever we get to it. Uh, me, I predicted that at number six, I thought that the panel was going to choose Saint and Sinner. Um, and what the panel actually chose at number six 
with 399 points is Saint and Sinner. Uh, two panelists, Tom Dust and Gullamine Chabason, uh, picked it as their favorite song. Me, I picked Saint and Sinner as uh, my third favorite. I love Saint and Sinner. I love the drums in it. I love the way the toms sound in this drum when it comes in that do 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 do. Vinnie Vincent plays the solo on this, and in my opinion, even though it is not a shredding solo, go back and listen to it. It is the most melodic, well-written, well-thought-out solos that I think Vinnie Vincent has ever came up with. I love the solo on this song. It's amazing. It's not a shredding song. It's not a shredding solo. But it is an amazing, well-thought-out, well-written solo. And I'm so glad that Vinnie was the one that wrote it and played it. Um... So yeah, I picked Saint and Center three for me. I love it. It's what it could just it could just as easily be number one to me. So what about you? I picked it at nine. I, mean, <laughs> I didn't want to pick. I didn't want to pick anything at nine. Uh-huh. Um, but I just I just I never quite got it. Uh-huh. I don't know why. Um, especially after hearing Creatures of the Night, the first track, it just was kind of a letdown. Just a little. Just a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, and. And normally I love all Gene's songs. I just, for some reason, I, I can't really say why. But yes, this guitar solo is fantastic. That's about all I'll give it. <laughs> uh, Saint Sinner, Rick picked it as his number four song. So Rick is right there with me. I wish I knew why. I don't have his reasons why. I just have, I just have his, his, his list that he sent me. Uh, but um, I wish I knew why. And so that brings us to the top five. And so what's your prediction for the panel for number five? I predicted the panel would choose Killer, um, which is one of my favorites, but Mm -hmm. um, maybe maybe not. (laughs) Um, I predicted that at number five that they were going to choose, the panel was going to choose Rock and Roll Hell. And I, I, I picked that there because kind of like what you did with the previous song with uh, You Said I Still Love You, you picked it kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. I know people who like Rock and Roll Hell, and I know people who don't like it. I know people who like Ace's version better, which I'm in that camp. I like Ace's version better. Uh, but uh, So I picked it kind of in the middle. I thought this would this could go either way. So I felt like number five was a good safe spot for it. Um, but where the panel, what the panel chose for number five with 414 points, the panel chose rock and roll hell. So I was right again. Four panelists, Vincent Merlin author, uh, John Howard, Rick R and one other picked rock and roll hell as their favorite songs, favorite song. Me, for me personally, I picked it as number seven. I love this song. You know, but the reason why it's pushed down for me near the bottom is because I do like the Ace version a little better. But there's just six songs I like better. Uh, and But I think this is a great song. I love it tells a story. It was co-written by Brian Adams. And so I think that's one of the factors of its good, good storytelling because Gene's songs don't typically tell stories. So I think Brian Adams definitely was a... 
influence in the storytelling of this song. Uh, so, yeah, so, but uh, Rock and Roll Hell for me is uh, number seven. What about you, Nina? I, I chose Rock and Roll Hell at eight. Yeah, like I like Ace's version better, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the only reason why. Like I said, you got nine songs here. It's very difficult to put them in any kind of order, you know, because, but yeah, I got other songs that I <clears throat> rate higher. But it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's it's like it's it's like picking a favorite kid. <laughs> it really yeah, exactly. is. Exactly. Uh, uh, let's see. Rick chose "Rock and Roll Hell" as his number one song. It's his, his favorite song on the album, "Rock and Roll Hell." Wow. Yeah. So that brings us up to number four. What's your panel prediction for number four? Um, I thought the panel would choose "Saint and Sinner." Like I said, it was. It's not my favorite. I chose it at nine. But um, I know people that like it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I do too. But I predicted at number four that the panel was going to choose I Still Love You. I knew that I Still Love You is a favorite for a lot of people. But I also knew that a lot of people didn't care for it. So I was banking that a little more people cared for it. Uh, and so at number four, the panel chose at 470 points, the panel chose I Still Love You. So I was right again. Uh, <laughs> seven panelists, Hargal Susan, John Gross, The Dude, Jeremy Camona, Louis Madono, Brian Stacy, and Wom SB picked I Still Love You as their favorite song. I picked I Still Love You as number four. I think that I, me personally, I think I still love you. And and Vinnie Vincent, people always talk about the the uh, Vinnie Vincent Gene Simmons collaborations. Man, this Vinnie Vincent Paul Stanley cl- collaboration is amazing. The, it's I love I, I still love you. I don't you know what? I don't yeah, like I don't like them performing it live. I cannot stand this song performed live. But I love the album version. Yeah. And something interesting, when I told you about I did those seven questions, that was one of my questions on collaborating on that song with Paul. And, um, you know, it wasn't recorded, and I tried really hard to remember how he explained the writing process with Paul, which is a little different. Um, But what I remember, he said he came in with his guitar, tape player and um paul had a guitar Vinny had the the melody and paul kind of sang along to it a little and that's when it was born quickly hmm. and um that was one of my questions because i've not i've looked it up trying to find out you know who did what and how, how it was created because it's one of my favorites obviously mm-hmm. so um, yes yeah, so where do you pick i still love you for you i was i picked it at two okay um, best power ballad ever. Um, the lyrics, he's talking about grief. He's talking about denial. It sounds like a thunderstorm with those drums. Um, you got the organ in the back. I love the guitar solo. And that was another question. Why didn't she play the guitar solo? He didn't know. Um, you know, Vinny was there as a writer. Uh-huh. You know, he wasn't even in the band. Uh-huh. When this 
when these songs were recorded. So, um, yeah, I just really, really like that song. <clears throat> yeah, I would have liked to hear what a Vinnie Vincent song would solo would have sounded like because I, I know that he can sp a lot. Of, Vinnie's known for his shredding. That would happen on you know the tours and on Lick It Up and thing like that. He was known for his excessive soloing. Uh, to the point that he pissed Paul off a lot. Um, but uh, he was also known, if you, like I said, go back and listen to Saint and Sinner, he could write very slow, melodic solos. And I think uh, it would have been very interesting to hear a Vinnie Vincent solo here. I also love the fact that Eric pulls double duty on this. He plays the drums and plays the bass guitar. Um, I think Gene was, this is where Gene was kind of starting to check out and try to be a producer for other bands and be a movie star. And so this was going into that period where Paul really was going to have to carry the load of being the person that was going to keep Kiss going. And so uh, Gene basically seems like he was pulling an ace. He was coming in, working on his songs, and then letting somebody else work on the bass or whatever for other songs. Um, Rick, and, and this is the beautiful thing about these, these panels, uh, Rick, for whatever reason, picked I Still Love You as his least favorite song on the album. Uh, you either love it or you hate it. Like, like I said, that, that goes to show you right there. You got two people who love it and a third person who, you know, it, he, may, he may not hate it, but it's not his favorite right. uh, on the album. Um, so that brings us to the top three. I always get excited at the top three. And if you've been playing along at home, you know that the big boys are left at the top three. So, um, what did you predict the panel was going to choose for number three? Um, I predicted the panel would choose War Machine. Mm -hmm. And that was tricky because the last three were, they're all so good. Um, but... Yeah, um, actually, the, yeah, for me, the last four, but yeah, yeah, War Machine number three. Um, I, I was in the same camp that you was. I thought that the panel was going to choose War Machine for number three. I know it's a fan favorite, but I knew that it was going to have a hard time beating two other songs on this album. What the panelists actually chose at number three with... 512 points. Believe it or not, the panelists chose I Love It Loud as number three. Um, eight panelists, Frederick Scalin, Ray Kelly, Mark Hilliard, Bizback68, Emily Graziano, Sandy Graziano, Ludwig Althein, Steve Revis picked I Love It Loud as their favorite song. I picked I Love It Loud as number two. When I was a kid, I Love It Loud was my favorite song, but there has been a song that has since passed it. But I Love It Loud was the first song I heard off this album. I've already said before we even started how much I love I Love It Loud. And I think it is like a staple Kiss song. Where'd you pick I Love It Loud for you? I'm a little scratching my head a little bit. I picked it at five. But I guess I picked it at five, and which is a shame because it was my favorite for a long time. And I might just be, um, I might have just overheard it too many times, but mm -hmm. it's 
I don't know. And maybe I've heard it live and don't like it too many times, like you said. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, I like it, but I just like four others more. Yeah. I think what pushed it down a, a little bit is fatigue for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, Rick chose I Love It Loud as his third favorite song. So um, it was number three for him. So that brings us to the top two. What did you predict they were going to choose for number two? I predicted that they'd choose Creatures of the Night. Okay. Um, you I, know, go ahead. Yeah. What did, you, what did you pick? Oh, I was going to let you talk about why if you wanted to. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's a strong song. It hits you. It's the first one, um, especially after what you've heard the last two albums of. Um, and it's just a great rocker, a perfect opener. Yeah. It's like the oath of Creatures of the Night. <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh uh, yeah, it, uh, um, I, my prediction uh, for number two was I predicted that they were going to choose I Love It Loud uh, okay. for number two. Um, and like I said, I just think I Love It Loud is, it would have been number two. I didn't think it was going to be number one. Mm -mm. Um, what the panel chose at, um, and I always talk about the, the definition, like the separation of songs. So... I Love It Loud scored, at number three, scored 512 points. The number two song scored 680 points. So it jumped way ahead. There's definitely separation between song number one and two and song number three. Um, so one and two are definitive favorites uh, due to what they scored. Um, but at 680 points, the panel chose for number two, they chose War Machine. 23 panelists, Keith Needu, Scotty Sky, Tony P., Anthony M. Hill, Skate Devil, Sam Loomis, Aladio, Bill Sharp, Nick from Pot of Thunder, Snake Hips, Demetrios K., The Toy Bonnie Guy, Jay Reiner, X-Jose, X Super Kiss 1200, Dark Light, Tom S., Two Gay Dads, Orville Dunworth, John O., Aiden Pro Dalton, Joel Pegg, and one other person, pick this as their uh, number one song. Maybe possibly two other people picked this as their number one song because I am one of the people that picked War Machine as my number one song because I freaking love War Machine. Um, War Machine is, to me, it's like a top ten Kiss song for me. I think it's one of Gene Simmons' best songs. I think it's very odd that Brian Adams helped co-write this song. I can't hear that at all. Um, but... I love the flanger effect that they have on his voice. It's almost like getting taken back in time to Phantoms. And mm -hmm. I love whenever they do that effect on Gene's voice. But the riff on this song is just insane. Uh, the drums on this song, the sound of the drums is insane. And the lyrical content and the way it's delivered and the solo, it's just, this is like a perfect Kiss song. To me, it is one of their... To me, anything in the top ten, in my top ten, has to be perfect. And this is one of those, to me, perfect Kiss songs. So, I score this my hands-down favorite song on this album. Okay. So, what about, what about you? Yeah, I picked it at number four. Like I said, it was the... Uh, I almost wanted to pick Killer at number four, but I didn't. But 
um, it was like it was tough. The last four were extremely hard to put from uh, one to four. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. I like them all the same, honestly. Yeah. yeah, and I had some people say, I actually saw somebody on Twitter, I think it might have been Tom Dust, said, my my prediction is everybody on that puts their list wishes they could change it right after they right after they post it. Exactly. It, <laughs> and I was like, when I read that, I just kind of chuckled because I'm like, that is that is the truth, brother. That is the truth. Uh, Rick picked War Machine at number two, so War Machine is apparently a very much of a favorite for Rick as well. Okay. So if you've been playing along at home, we're going to go ahead and do our predictions. But if you plan been playing along at home, you know what's number one. Uh, but what did you predict the panel was going to choose for number one? I predicted the panel would choose I Love It Loud. Yeah. And just because it's a crowd favorite and, you know, it was my favorite in, initially. Mm-hmm. And it's a great song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also that it had a video. <sighs> that video. That video will be forever burned in my mind. I if know. I, yep. Let's see. So my prediction was I thought that the panel was going to choose Creatures of the Night as their number one song just because I knew I Love It Loud was a fan favorite. Uh, but, and that's why I picked it as number two, because I think that it, I thought it didn't have the gumption to beat Creatures of the Night, because it, like I said, it is the oath of, of the Creatures of the Night album. And, um, so at 698 points, the panel chose as number one, Creatures of the Night, and 38 panelists helped do that. 38 out of 100. Think about that. Uh, Joe Nail, Matthew Wasson, Dylan Tucker, Kiss Posters, Where's Drago, Kimchi Chris, Tony Rod, Jin Shimitsu, <laughs> Dave Cranston, Paul Teplius, basically the Twitter crew, John Schaefer, Eric Mosiu, Jack Skellington, Derry Hollowell, Deuce, Jeff Wyland, or Jeff Wyatt, Metal Dad, Julian Davies, Jorge Colombo, Louis Morales, Sonic Riccardi, Mark Stewart, Matthew Smith, John B. Good, Mick C., Jesse Ray, Guitar Man, Travis Mulgard, Greek Freak, Jay Lee, Sublime 130, Michael D., Gregory Pegg, Paul Bortolino, Robbie Stars, Pins Fan 77, and Jay Reed. Uh, and most of those are Twitter people. I just think that's funny. Uh, but I picked Creatures of the Night at number five. Creatures of the Night is one of those songs, honestly, I liked it. And, and five, like I said, could be number two or three for me. Creatures of the Night is not my number one song on this album, and it never has been. Uh, I love it, and I love for what it is, and I love that everybody loves it as much as they do. But Creatures of the Night for me is, um, to me, and don't throw stones at your phone screen or whatever, it's slightly overrated to me, slightly overrated. Uh, But I still like it. I still love it. It's my it's in my top five, uh, but that's just where it falls for me. So what about for you? Well, I gave creatures the edge and chose them as number one. Yeah. Um, this, you know, like I said, it's a strong song. It hits you first. Um, perfect opener. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also like it because I heard Paul sing it at the uh, Vegas re- when they did the Vegas residency. Um, and it didn't sound that bad. I don't know if it was, if it was Paul, but, um, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Um, (laughs) but 
it, he you can sing he could sing actually sing it at a lower register um so it confuses me why he why they don't add that to the um end of the road but that's just my opinion so creatures of the night huh yep what an album yep. so what's your closing yep. thoughts on creatures and any closing thoughts on Vinny? Well, let's see. Okay. With Vinny, um, expect something. And pl if you want to go, go. Um, he really, the idea of him playing at a hotel or some kind of venue, I don't believe, in my opinion, would happen because he wants to be in a studio, like where there, you know, where he has access to, you know, what he needs. And it's a very nice place. Um, I, I don't know whether there may be a birthday party coming in August. I know, um, but I'm not sure of anything. But I, I do believe there's going to be some some more appearances and and go. You know, it's not going to be around forever. You know, our music sadly is um, our heroes are you know fading, and mm -hmm. we need to see them. Mm -hmm. We really do before it's over. I agree. If you have the means to go see Vinny, if he's going to play out somewhere, or if he's going to be somewhere, I know regardless of where it is, if you have the ability and the means to get tickets, go. If you want to go see Kiss on the End of the Road Tour, by all means, go. That is your money. I'm not going to tell you how to spend it. I, I don't want you telling me how to spend my money. So if you want to go see Kiss, by all means, go. Let me say one more thing um, about, the Vinny, about Vinny and his events is, the people, his, his loyal fans are some of the nicest people I've ever met. And that's the truth. Um, from his assistant to just everyone. It's just a solid, good bunch of people. And then I'm happy to call my friends, for real. Um, awesome. Well, I hope you get it, to Vinny, get it to Vinny's assistant and you get it to Vinny and Vinny gets to watch this video because I feel like we portrayed... Vinny during this video in a very positive light yeah. and um, I hope that he gets to see this video and I know that his overall KISS experience was not a good one and I know that's more of a hindsight thing and it was uh, maybe during the Lick It Up time and the Lick It Up tour uh, but I would like to think that his experience of being involved in the writing and some of the recording of Creatures of the Night, and then replacing Ace on the Creatures of the Night tour and being on that tour, I would think that maybe those were some good times, and hopefully before things started turning bad, you know, he can look back on this time and be like, you know, that was a good time. Uh, those were good times. So, and hopefully he'll be able to look at this review and, and look at what people think of these songs that he had a hand in writing and in performing on. And it's something that he can still be proud of and see that there are still fans out there who like Vinny and, uh, and uh, you know, his playing. I also still plan on reviewing solo albums by KISS members. I'm going to be doing Ace's albums, solo albums. I'm, I'm going to be doing Peter's solo albums. And I'm going to be doing the Invasion, the Vinny Vincent Invasion solo albums uh, as well so cool. so i'll be doing i'll be doing going through vinnie's catalog with the invasion also as well all right good. all right well guys that's all we got for today appreciate nina appreciate her being here um 
today, taking time out of her Sunday afternoon to be here. And uh, that's all I've got for this video. By the time you see this, the post will be up to get in your Lick It Up list. So be sure to get in on that panel for Lick It Up. That's going to be a very interesting and very fun album. So anyway, that's all I've got. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on. I love talking Kiss. I don't get to do it often. <laughs> and uh, I, I really appreciate it. It's fun. It's hey, a lot of fun. No problem. Thank you so much, Nina. Everybody be sure to give Nina props down in the comments. And uh, that's all I've got for this one. So we'll catch you on the next one, guys. Appreciate you watching.